This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, April 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Drought emergencies coming. California tangles with WOTUS. Biden plan funds locks and dams and Enviro's appeal to EPA on biogas capture. USDA, counties, not California, likely to declare drought emergencies. As rangelands dry up, USDA will likely be the first to declare a drought emergency, said Water Resources Director Carla Namath yesterday. This will open up assistance to ranchers who tend to be at ground zero for California droughts. Namath, in presenting to the state ag board, said certain counties will declare a state of emergency as well. During the last drought, Santa Barbara, Kern, and a few other counties lingered in emergency situations much longer than others. Currently, the Russian River is of great concern, she said. The governor, however, is not likely to declare a statewide drought emergency anytime soon. We don't believe we need emergency powers at the state level to be doing the things we need to be doing to manage through this year, said Nemeth. If the next year is very dry, we will absolutely be in an emergency drought proclamation. The hope is that eventually the state will no longer need to declare emergencies. Continuous conservation measures would allow for minimal disruption to all parts of the economy, particularly ag, explained Nemeth. The drought comes at a difficult time as the state is in the midst of implementing groundwater sustainability plans as well as water use efficiency standards. If we had our druthers, this drought would have happened 18 months from now, said Nemeth. After court ruling, Water Board updates California's version of WOTUS. The Water Board yesterday approved an update to dredge and fill procedures for wetlands considered waters of the state. According to staff, the new resolution simply reflects a recent court decision that the board cannot centralize all of its water plans and policies under one regulatory umbrella. For water interests, however, the resolution raised significant concern and could create conflicts with regulations that directly impact agriculture. Valerie Kincaid, an attorney representing a coalition of Valley Water Agencies, contended the new resolution fails to comply with the judgment and threatens to compromise the board's integrity. Board members were also hesitant to support the measure over the resolution, not being crystal clear on this, and vowed to continue the discussion. Board Chair Joaquin Esquivel recognized the complications layering of state and federal laws and the uncertainty that this creates. For me, it's also about figuring out how we navigate through this so as to provide the certainty for growers and others who are operating in the watershed, said Esquivel. Remember, the 2019 wetlands definition and procedures were seen as a controversial move to enact new environmental protections as the Trump administration was easing regulations related to the waters of the U.S. The rice industry was able to secure exemptions to the wetlands regulations. Cabinet members trying to sell infrastructure plan. President Joe Biden's $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan is vague about a lot of details, including how $17 billion for waterways would be spent. But Tracy Z of the Waterways Council tells AgriPulse expects at least $3 billion to be available for inland waterway projects. 
That could pay for replacing two sets of aging locks and dams on the upper Mississippi River system, he said. That's about $6.8 billion in total that is authorized in inland waterway projects that are ready for funding. By the way, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, one of five cabinet members assigned to sell Biden's plan to Congress and the public, will be meeting this week with House members of the moderate New Democrat Caucus. He told the Texas Farm Radio program this week that he's been calling Republican and Democratic lawmakers daily. His message is that the plan is critical for U.S. competitiveness. China is not waiting. They are moving forward and investing in infrastructure in a big way, Beauty Judge said, speaking to all ag all day. Now, for more on the infrastructure package and its implications for ag and rural policy, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also have a report on how moderate Democrats believe their influence has grown. Survey. Carbon prices stay on modest side. Up to 40% of farmers say they are aware of opportunities to earn carbon credits. That according to the latest monthly survey sponsored by Purdue University and the CME Group. Among the relatively small number of farmers who are getting payments, about 80% said payment rates were $20 an acre or less. About half said they were getting paid $10 an acre or less. Why that matters? Well, many farmers say it costs well over $20 an acre just to cover the cost of practices like cover crops. Some experts say carbon prices need to average at least $40 a ton to make it worthwhile for farmers to participate. Midwestern farms can typically sequester half a ton of carbon. By the way, U.S. farmers are increasingly downbeat about prospects for an end to the trade war with China. That's according to the survey. In March, just 31% of producers were optimistic about trade with China. That is down from 81% in early 2020 after the Phase 1 trade deal was announced. EPA pressured to go after methane. Environmental justice and rural community groups have petitioned EPA to regulate methane emitted from dairy and hog operations under the Clean Air Act. More than two dozen groups, including Iowa Citizens for Community Improvement, Public Justice, and the Center for Food Safety, filed the petition yesterday seeking regulation of facilities that can find at least 500 cows or 1,000 hogs without access to pasture. They also want EPA to reject methane capture as a, quote, dirty energy and a false solution to climate change. Now, keep in mind... Capturing methane from livestock operations to sell as renewable natural gas is likely to be a key part of the effort to reach President Biden's goal of making U.S. ag carbon neutral. California dairies and hog production giant Smithfield Foods are among the leaders in methane capture. Lawmakers push for answer in container delays. Democratic and Republican lawmakers met yesterday with the Federal Maritime Commission Chairman Dave Maffey and Commissioner Rebecca Dye to get an update on their investigation into why some container ship operators at western ports refuse to ship agriculture commodities. Democrat Representatives Jim Costa and Salud Carbajal, both Californians, GOP Representative Dusty Johnson of South Dakota and Bob Gibbs of Ohio, issued a joint statement after the meeting to say, quote, as chairs and ranking members of subcommittees closely following the direct impacts of this situation, we are committed to resolving this issue in a timely manner 
and making sure that America's farmers and ranchers can compete on the global stage. Senators John Thune, the South Dakota Republican, and Amy Klobuchar, the Minnesota Democrat, released an earlier statement saying denials by vessel-operating common carriers, cargo shippers that are open to public contract, are hurting the ag sector that needs access to their overseas customers. Plant-based food sales up 27% in 2020, according to groups. Sales of plant-based foods continue to soar. That according to new data released by the Plant-Based Foods Association and the Good Food Institute. Retail sales grew 27% in 2020, which brought the total market to $7 billion, the groups say. That was well above the 15% increase for total U.S. retail food market during the pandemic. Here's two more stats. 57% of households now buy plant-based foods, up from 53% in 2019. And the value of plant-based meat alternatives reached $1.4 billion last year, sales growing 45% from 2019. Here's today's She Said It. We've got some difficult management to be doing. That Water Resources Director Carla Nemeth on the emerging drought. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, April 7th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.